Welcome to the 30-second timeout edition of the Elevation Basketball Podcast. During these 30-second timeout editions, we will be talking to coaches from all over the country to see how things are going in their area. So sit back and enjoy these short and candid conversations, and thank you for listening to the Elevation Basketball Podcast. And welcome back to the Elevation Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Carver, and today on our 30-second timeout edition, we welcome in Hoggard High School head men's basketball coach, Brett Queen, beautiful Wilmington, North Carolina. Not sure how beautiful it is right now at the moment, but it's certainly a vacation destination for all of you guys out there. But Coach Queen, I appreciate you stopping by today. Good to be here. Appreciate it. All right, brother. How's everything going in your area? We talked a little bit before the broadcast. <laughs> Things are a little up in the air, to say the least. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little crazy. Um, you know, we we practiced 24 times, and we were set to play our first game, and uh, the our first opponent had an issue, and so we got pushed back a couple of days, and then then we had an issue, and so we've been been shut down. I've been at home all week, and um, you know, we had. Uh, we're supposed to be able to get back in the gym on Tuesday, um, practice a couple of days, and then play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So uh, we've got nine games scheduled over a 16-day period. So we got got three three-game weeks to start with. But my guess is that we probably won't play all nine of those games. Uh, you know, we we actually right now in the eight teams in our conference, we have three uh, varsity boys teams that are uh, quarantined right now. So. Um, you know, it's been a been a little bit of a, a a rough start. You know, we made it all the way through all the practice stuff, and everything was great. And then, you know, the night uh, the night before our first game, uh, had a kid call me the last Friday morning, morning of our what was supposed to be our first game, and he said that he started feeling bad during the night, and so we kind of held off, waited for that test to come back. That test came back positive on Sunday, and so I have been. Uh, I got a, a week working at home, so. Uh, um, yeah, and that's uh, that's the unfortunate part about it being kind of regular season stuff. You know, back during the summer, I guess on some level they might have been more potted out, but now that we're in regular season, we're grinding away and you know doing shell drill and doing stuff like that right there, and it it, it kind of eliminates if one kid gets it, we're all going to get shut down now. Yeah, we we had done some things like ten days before practice. I mean, before our first game, we we started adjusting how we were doing practice, and I had the kids paired up. Uh, we were limiting our contact stuff to fifteen minutes, and they had to guard their partner. And so we actually had a situation where that worked. Like we we had a we had a kid get sick, and he and his partner were shut down, but the rest of us were able to continue. We, we had run this by the health department kind of at the beginning, mm-hmm. but then when we had our second positive test, and, and I don't – personally, I don't think those two cases were related because the second kid's also doing another sport. And, you right. know, we you – know, I, I, and, you know, so – but we – you know, the second test is what, what got us shut down. But, you know, we've tried to do some things to, you know – restructure practice so that we didn't have to shut everything down during the practice portion of the season. Now that we're starting to play games, whenever that happens, you know, I I think games are a different situation because you really can't, uh, you you can't know who everybody came in contact with during the course of a game. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be challenging. You know, I, I think, uh, 
you know, we're seeing it at the college level and the NBA and, you know, we're not immune from it, uh, you know, down here, you know, obviously with not testing as often as, you know, like requiring testing, like there's other people are doing, you know, we're only going to know it if somebody actually gets sick, Correct. Um, you know, but it's going to be very challenging to come through, you know, who knows how many games we're actually going to get to play this year. So I, I'm just, I'm thankful for every day we can be in the gym and I have missed being in there this week for sure. Absolutely. I, I know this situation would be difficult for any of us to swallow, but it was the first time I kind of really dealt, saw it happen. It, it wasn't us. Uh, it was another school in our, in our County, uh, but they scrimmaged just the girls. They scrimmaged uh, the day after the scrimmage game. One of the girls on the other team started developing symptoms and they decided to quarantine that team. Well, when they did that contact tracing, they also quarantined the team in our County and they didn't really have anything to do with it. And that was, they were like, that, that we don't have a kid on our team that's got a symptom and they're like but you were in contact with that other student so it's like yeah that's the one that you'd have a hard time swallowing uh, a little bit but it's it seems to be the, the the norm rather than the exception to be honest with you yeah and i think right now with you know coming back out of the holidays and everything you know, obviously the, the numbers you know everywhere are up i think that, that they're being a little bit more careful and cautious right now and, and you can't fault anybody for uh, you know, for being cautious and trying to prevent the spread. But, you know, it's uh, it's just difficult trying to do this right now. I think looking back on it, um, you know, there was not a playbook for how to how to move through something like this. And exactly. you know, it, it might have been better to have started playing sports back in August and then taking December, January and February off, um, you know, and, and then try to come back in the spring. But I, these are, you know, they said that the winter months would be hard and, and that they are certainly proving to be accurate on that. Absolutely. I, I think most people looking hindsight now would say there's no reason we shouldn't have played golf, cross country, maybe even volleyball, something like that, starting right in August, right when we came back, maybe and played them under those condensed seasons. Uh, and heck, it wouldn't have hurt my feelings to say, okay, so from October to December, we're playing basketball, <laughs> you yeah. know, and then in, you know, mid December, you're talking about state championships being right before Christmas. Uh, and then be done with it. That'd have been that'd have been a pretty cool thing, you know. And then we don't get our way out half the time anymore. Things <laughs> like uh, if we're in a normal year, coach, and there's no pandemic mess going on, uh, talk to us a little bit about Hoggard basketball. Where are y'all at now? Well, we've we've had a um, we've we've had a very successful run. We've uh, we've been in the finished first or second in our conference. Um, I think 15 years in a row. Uh, wow. You know, and, uh, you know, so we, we've been consistent, um, you know, had some some success uh, in, in the playoffs, made made it to the uh, the final eight last year. And, um, you know, that was uh, the deepest run we'd had in a while. But, you know, we we, um, we have had have been very fortunate to have kids that that really like to be in the gym, like to work hard, um, you know, kind of established a culture of you know, we're going to, we're going to do something, you know, most of the year, you know, when we, when we can, you're either going to be playing another sport. And if you're not playing another sport, we're going to do, do something in the gym. Um, you know, and so, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we're not always the, the most athletic or the, you know, biggest, strongest, quickest group of people, but, you know, I think our guys really work hard and, uh, I think we've, you know, developed a, a culture at Hoggard that really, 
goes across all sports that, you know, we, we know we've got to outwork people in order to, to be successful. We're not going to, we're not just going to show up and, uh, and at the level that we're accustomed to winning at. And, you know, we, we do have uh, quite a few kids that, that play multiple sports. I've got several football guys in the program, several baseball guys. Um, you know, a lot of our guys run track in the spring. Um, you know, so it's a, um, you know, it's, it's really a, a, a great school to be at, a great place to work, and uh, just been very, very fortunate with the type of kids that we've had uh, come through our program and, you know, that the want to want to work, want to get better, uh, you know, want to be in the gym, want to be competing in something. Um, and I think that's that's enabled us to be able to be successful not just in basketball, but like I said, across the board in sports, we've, we've won the uh, Wells Fargo conference cup. Um, I think it's uh, 30, 33 times out of the last 35 years. Oh uh, like that. That's um, impressive. Yeah. It's uh, I know it's in the thirties, um, you know, but, uh, and the two times we lost, I think we lost by one point, one time and half a point the other time. Oh, so wow. um you know, it's found the kid uh, to dive off a diving board and maybe got you an extra point somewhere, right? <laughs> uh, swimming and diving teams have won the conference like 18 years in a row. So oh, wow. uh, it's, uh, you know, we, we've got, it's a good place to be. We've got great facilities now uh, across the board. And so it's, uh, you know, it, it's just a fun place to coach and teach every day. I want to come back to the to the culture part of that that allows you to be successful for that many years in a row. But I, you you said something right there. I was going to interject on. Is this your second year in the new facility? Uh, this is our uh, this is the fourth year that we've fourth been. year really yeah. yeah. Dang, I played a game in there yet this year. But yeah, we, we've <laughs> we've been in there for three seasons. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a beautiful place. Uh, they they did such a phenomenal job with. Uh, with how they did it and involved us in the process all along Which the way. So it was really, really neat to be a part of that uh, yeah. the, the whole way through. Did your seating capacity increase when you did that? Oh gosh. Um, our old gym, um, we would sell about, uh, we would, we would only be able to sell about 650 tickets to a home game because by the time you take up, you know, the, the players and the cheerleaders and the coaches mm-hmm. and the, you know, support staff and all that kind of stuff, you know, we, we would sell about 650 tickets. So it had a capacity of just under 900. Oh, wow. Um, our, our new gym uh, has a capacity of 1600. Um, and almost so doubled it. yeah, we almost doubled, you know, the, the size and they renovated our old gym, uh, put a brand new floor in there. It was 50 years old, new lights, new paint. So, um, you know, the, the combination of those things and they're, they're connected. There's a, a lobby area that connects the two gyms. And cool. so, um, you know, on a, on a typical, uh, home game night, it's a lot of fun because the JV girls play in the, in the old gym at four 30. And then at six o'clock, the JV boys are playing in there and the varsity girls are playing in the new gym oh, and cool. the varsity boys play at seven 30 and you've got people walking back and forth from one gym to the other. And, um, it's just a, it's a really neat, uh, setup that we have after having, you know, a, a tough setup for a lot of years. I mean, there were, there were some years back, um, you know, a few years ago where they made us play all of our in-county games at, uh, at New Hanover, 
so like every time we played New Hanover or Laney, uh, we had to play them at New Hanover. Uh, there was one season where we played more home game. We played more games in Brogdon Hall where New Hanover plays than we did in our own gym. That's crazy. Uh, because of the Brogdon tournament and the conference tournament. And, uh, you know, so it's nice to, to have our own facility and, um, you know, it's, uh, like I said, they just did a phenomenal job. Two of the architects that worked on it were Hager grads. And so it was really personal for them. I actually taught one of them. Um, and so, uh, it was just a really fun process. Did that not also help you for practice? Oh yeah. Because our middle school, uh, was housing our JV teams for practices. And so, you know, they were having to go and one of our middle schools is right behind us, but the other one is across, you know, it's about five miles away. And so every day, you know, like the first half of the season, the JV boys would, would go to one place and JV girls would go to the other and they'd switch halfway through the season, but they were, yeah, they were not able to practice on campus. And so, um, and the way we do it now, our, our girls teams practice first to, and you know, like the JVs in the old gym and the varsity and the new, and then the boys practice after that. So if, if we need to, you know, do something with our JVs or sometimes we'll send all of the post players to one gym and all the perimeter players to the other gym, you know, to be able to work some with JV and varsity together. Uh, not this year, but like you said, in a typical Ooh, year, we yeah, could be exactly. doing that. This year, you know, I have a, I can't, uh, I, I was watching our JV team play from my house on our live stream because I couldn't be at school this week. And uh, like, you know, still trying to figure out who all of them are, um, you know, because seen him, some of them. with them this summer. And, you know, I've tried to, you know, I tried to do the workouts. They were, I was, you know, our JV coach was in their pod and, you know, so I, I just haven't seen those kids very much. So that's, uh, that's been a little frustrating. That's probably been the most frustrating thing about all this is just not, not getting to know those new kids. Uh, you know, we've got uh, 12 players on the JV team that were not in our program last year and, really? you know, just not, not being able to, to get to know those guys like we usually do during the summer and our fall workouts has been, uh, that's probably been the most frustrating part of all of this. And, and, frustration on this part too because it takes me to back to the sort of the culture piece i miss my days of coming down there taking my team to the beach and then coming over to hoggard high school and scrimmage and brett queen <laughs> those are some fun times we had uh and hopefully were. someday soon we'll get back to doing that but uh one of the things that i always admired about your program and, and you coach and what i really enjoyed about us scrimmaging together was how thorough and detailed your kids were if if we were successful for a few minutes in the scrimmage game. Well, you would just go to a different set. <laughs> and then if that worked, you, you just keep going to these different sets and, and have all these intricate actions and things uh, and stuff like that until we, you found one that we couldn't defend. And then when you found that one that we couldn't defend, you'd run that thing that was stuffed in our throat. Uh, and I loved that about it. I was like, you know, that's perfect because everything was so detail oriented, so focus driven. Uh, and you have a ton, you had a ton of stuff that you could do. But now we're in the middle of a pandemic and you can't put your hands on your kids mostly for the summer. You certainly couldn't scrimmage for most of our off season. So how did how does that affect your system and the way you go about your business? Well, it's uh, it's been challenging. Um, and, and I've got uh, I've got several new players on our varsity team. You know, we had some baseball guys that didn't play last year, didn't play basketball last year and came back to play this year. And so. I've got a lot of new pieces. We graduated um, uh, a lot of guys last year. I mean, I, I only have one starter returning. 
uh, we probably lost about 95% of our scoring from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and had a, you know, our leading returning score decided to get a couple weeks before we started practice transferred to a private school. And so that added another uh, wrinkle to it because, mm-hmm. you know, I, we had been planning, you know, and obviously, you know, you're going to, you got a kid that can score 20 a game. You're going to plan a lot of stuff for that kid. And so I had to, uh, I had to completely revise what we were going to do just a couple of weeks before we started practice. And so, um, you know, we probably, uh, we probably in a typical year do too much stuff. Um, you know, I have, the card that I have with me, uh, you know, on game nights just grows and grows as the year goes on. Um, you know, and, you know, my assistant coach gives me a hard time sometimes about how small the font gets on it because, you know, I keep adding stuff and I have to shrink it down to be able to fit it on the card that, that I'm giving him each game. And, uh, you know, but we've, we've had to condense things this year. We're not, not doing quite as much stuff. And like I said, we haven't played a game yet. So I don't know what we're going to look. We, we did have a scrimmage and, uh, you know, we, we did some good things in the scrimmage, but, um, you know, we, we have always uh, tried to gear what we're doing to fit our personnel. Um, and because of that, things change constantly. Like you, you know, there are some coaches where, you could watch film from five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you're going to see the same stuff. Um, That's going to be harder to do if you're watching film from us, because we've had years where we had big guys. And so we did stuff more oriented to big guys. We've had, you know, we have some staples that we use each year. We've um, got a lot of, uh, you know, two, two high guard stuff from John Beeline a few years ago that actually came from when he was coaching at Richmond and we scout, like when I was helping out at UNCW, some, some scouting stuff from his teams at Richmond, um, you know, that, that have kind of evolved into a lot of the base of our offense, but, you know, so we have kind of a base of things that we do, but then, you know, other things are based more on personnel and, uh, you know, defensively, um, our man principle state is that's kind of what we, you know, we're going to play, we're going to play half court man to man defense, and we're going to be really good at it. And that's not going to change. Um, you know, offensively, we're going to gear more towards our personnel. And then, you know, we have like, we had one year where in order for me to play my best five players, we couldn't play man to man. We had to play zone. And so we played zone the whole year. Um, and it was interesting defensively, our statistics were the exact same as they were the year before when we were playing man. Um, you know, it it was, there was no difference. Um, you know, this year we might play a little bit more zone because I've actually got a longer, more athletic group of people. So, you know, we've practiced a little bit doing some different things in a zone, uh, a different zone than we played that one year we played all zone, but, you know, I just think you have to you have to be able to adjust to the personnel that you have, uh, especially at a place like Hoggard where, um, you know, we may, you know, we, we may not be able to just plug somebody in 
you know, in a spot or, you know, these five guys may not be able to run this particular offense. You know, it's just not going to work with those five guys. And so, you know, we did something last year and, and I knew that I had a group last year that could do it, but this group this year had no prayer to do it. And so we didn't even like, it's not even in the, I didn't even think about it, you know, we're just not doing it. So, um, you know, I, I do think that, you know, I am a very detail oriented person and, and I'm very organized, which um, I said something to our AD the other day. I said, I do not know how people that are not organized are even functioning right now. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes I think I'm, I'm too organized and too detail oriented, uh, but I'm thankful for that, especially right now with, uh, you know, where things seem to change uh, hour by hour. <laughs> That's the truth. It's funny you mentioned what you said there because I looked at my system, my team coming up two years ago, and I had a I was going to be heavy guard laden and not very big. Our tallest kid was going to be six two, so we sort of implemented uh, the system, if you will, um, and ran up down the floor, shot a ton of threes. Uh, we pressed and trapped and ran all over the place. I had four freshmen and seven sophomores on the varsity last year. Got the whole group coming back this year. And daggone, we turn around and we can't press anybody. We can't even press ourselves, <laughs> and 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 we look bad doing it. So we're 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 literally much slower. We're shooting about half the number of threes that we were shooting. Uh, and defensively, we're a half court man. We're playing pack line, matter of fact. Uh, and and we just it was a cultural shift overnight to to get our kids into something they could do together. So it was funny. Well, and I think that uh, you know one of the things that that I've noticed is that. You know, the lack of playing, you know, like when we play on Thursday, hopefully it'll be 324 days since our last game, you know, and I know some kids play travel basketball at times, but nobody has done what we would normally have done from the end of last season to the beginning of this season. And so I think that, you know, the conditioning and just the, you know, the, the mentality of, what you have to do, you know, especially being a pressing team, like I think that would be harder um, in in this, you know, where we are right now. And I think the other thing is you got to have a lot of, I think you got to have a lot of players and be able to run people in that. Like I, I think, you know, my team this year I think is going to be deeper than what we usually like. I'm I would play seven or eight guys in a normal, you know. We might play some early, but then when it gets down to, you know, conference play, we're our rotation usually is seven or eight guys. You know, I don't think you can do that this year, um, you know, especially with wearing masks and, um, you know, the just the lack of conditioning and the starting and stopping. Like, you know, my guys won't have done anything for uh, 11 days when we get back in the gym uh, on Tuesday. And I don't know what they're going to be like at that point. And, um you know, but I do think we're going to have to play more guys this year just because I don't think that people are going to be able to go as long uh, as what they would in a normal game situation. So I think being able to adapt, um, you know, is, is important as a coach. And maybe you'll be able to go back to pressing with those guys next year when, uh, when yeah. things are a little bit more normal. Well, you know, it's funny because we got the mask mandate and we're practicing and stuff, and it's like all of a sudden I'm like, Guys, we've been pressing for over a year. We've been trapping, for, and all of a sudden, you're horrible at it. And I guess maybe you can sort of attribute that to the masks and their lack of conditioning or ability to get up, you know, get that wind back. Last night, the we were played last night, and 
I thought we were playing really, really well, but the game was so slow and we weren't creating any turnovers. And, and I felt like we were at that pivotal point where we could, we could push this thing out to a pretty good margin, but we need to speed this other team up. And we tried to jump into our more of aggressive. We weren't necessarily pressing, but we were pushing it up and trapping like crazy out of our half court man. Uh, we weren't, we came out of the pack line and literally three possessions, they were gassed done and it was the worst mistake because we could not recover and we were dead had jelly legs the rest of the game and i'm like if we, we'd have just set solid the rest of the game we'd probably been fine but i think i, I wore them out in three or four possessions of you know scrambling running around trying to trap so i tell you what that also does for you you get in a late game situation and you have to press you don't have the capacity to go out and do it they the kids yeah. can't do it yeah it's uh, you mentioned how slow the game was. You know, we we get accused all the time of slowing the game down and trying to play slow, and um, you know that's that is not the case at all. We you know we like to you know we like to run and push the ball. Where where what causes the game to be low scoring is our defensive end of the floor. Um, you know, we we have defensive possessions that last you know, 40, 45, 50 seconds, up to a minute, you know, and it's it's not that we're trying to slow the game down offensively. It's just that other teams have a hard time sometimes getting shots off against us. And um, that's that's why I am a big proponent of the shot clock is because yes. it's because of the defensive end of the floor. It's not that they do with offense. It has to do with, uh, you know, being able to, you know, have some sort of limit on, on how long the other team can have the ball you know, even when they're not trying to hold it. You know, we we played Greensboro Day last year, um, and we played the game with the shot clock, and there was one shot clock violation in the game, and um, and it was a it was a great game. It was not, uh, you know, ended up somebody holding the ball and um, you know jacking up the shot coming off the ball screen at the end of the game. It was a great basketball game, and. Uh, um, you know, and I just it, it frustrates me when you know people say that a shot clock is not necessary and it would make the game worse. And you know, I, I think it, I think it can make the game a lot better if you do it the right way. And um, but but I that that to me that's what slows the game down is the defensive end of the floor and, and not having the shot clock down there. So I totally agree with you on the shot clock. I wish we would get it, and it's got nothing to do with the pace like you say, with the offensive stuff, it's just uh, creating more possessions and not letting you have to sit on defense for 30, 45, 50 seconds at a time sometimes. Uh, and and to me, more the biggest part with the shot clock is the revolutionizing the end of game, end of clock situations. You're, you're, you're down two with a minute to go. Well, now you're right now with no shot clock, the offense has complete control and advantage. If there's a shot clock, then, man, you can sit back and say, okay, we don't have to foul. Just play real solid right here, and we're going to be fine. We're going to get at least two more possessions out of this. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I wish we'd go to a shot clock, but I think me and you might be lone soldier on that. There's a lot of people that don't like it. And, and, and they all come back to this argument. Well, financially, schools can't afford it. And I think that's the biggest crock. They afforded the, the playtime and clock in football when they made that a rule. Uh, yep. So they'll figure out a way. If you tell them it's a rule, they'll figure it out. Yeah, there, there's uh... – there are play clocks in every football stadium. There's somebody up there in the press box running it that's probably getting paid uh, yep. to do that. And uh, you know, like you said, we you know you can find people to do it. I I do wish that you know it'd be nice if USA Basketball could in some way help to you know 
to maybe fund that in some way or contribute to it. Um, you know, they, they're a big proponent of the shot clock. And, you know, I would, I hope that at some point down the road that maybe they can, you know, figure out a way to do something to, to maybe help the, the schools that, that legitimately have a, a problem with, you know, with being able to fund that. But well, you think about this, every level of basketball in the world really is played with a shot clock minus the grassroots basketball in the United States where we're trying to teach the kids how to play at that level and we never let them use the shot clock. So yeah, it makes yeah. no sense to me. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, we're, you know, it, it'd be nice, uh, you know, if the, and, and the kids, why every game they watch has a shot clock. And so, you know, it's, it's hard. And, you know, it doesn't like watch a college game. There's no five second closely guarded call, um, you know, and uh, they're not in the NBA. And, you know, the things you have to explain to kids as a high school coach that, you know, they never see anywhere else. They only, they only experience it when they're playing. Um, you know, it, it would just be nice if, if the rules were a little bit more consistent uh, across the board, um, you know, so that the game that the kids watch is also the game that they play. Totally agree. And, it, and to me, it would simplify our teaching process a little bit too. Uh, you know, so we'll see how all that goes in the end. Uh, Coach, I really appreciate your time today. I know you got a lot to do. I got a lot to do. We got another game tonight. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to turn it loose. But uh, I do appreciate you so much for coming on board today, Coach. And uh, thank you for your time. Enjoy talking to you and enjoy your time in the gym tonight. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, I, I speak from experience, you can uh, you can get shut down at any point and not know when you're going to get back in there. So and you might not get back in there. Tonight. I guess you saw that where Mecklenburg County decided they're not going to oh, play yeah. sport, basketball. So I can't imagine. I mean, that pretty much wipes out their basketball season. They yep. can't come back at that point, right? Well, when they when they can come back, it'll be the last week of the regular season. So I don't I don't know exactly how you how you do that. Uh, you know, play a conference tournament and a few teams move on to the playoffs. I, I don't know. I, I just hope, uh, I hope we can all get, you know, give the kids an opportunity. You know, we, you know, you and I both been doing this for a long time. I, I think we probably both got uh, several years left in us doing this if we want to. And, uh, but these kids don't, don't have that. These kids only right. have four years of high school and, you know, the college kids can all get this year back, but the high school kids can't. And so, uh, every opportunity, you know, we our varsity boys team was shut down, but we've played our JV girls, varsity girls, and JV boys have all played two games. Like we we let oh, them wow. keep playing because we weren't going to take that opportunity just because one team was was shut down. We're we're playing yeah. every every game we have the opportunity to play. So and you're um, going to make up those games just on the varsity boys side, right? Of right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, coach, I wish you all the best, brother. Anything I can do to help you, you always know you can place a phone call and I'll be ready to jump in there whenever I can. I appreciate it. Same, same goes for me. And um, y'all, uh, good luck tonight and uh, stay safe up there in the mountains. You too, brother. Talk to you later. All righty. See you, Brett. All right. We thank you again for listening to the Elevation Basketball Podcast. Give us a shout out on social media and we look forward to having you back again for another episode of the Elevation Basketball Podcast.